Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie, and it's the first time I've done live since COVID uh, descended upon us. So it, this is a very exciting moment for me, and hopefully for listeners as well. And maybe also for my interviewee, who is Michelle Joy, and she's going to be talking to us about a series of films which are exploring the impact of COVID-19, which is a perfect uh, subject to be talking about on a film program, first time live, after COVID-19. How are you, Michelle? I'm well, thanks, Annie. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, great. Now, it's it's interesting because uh, this particular series of films, they're all very short. They're uh, sort of uh, around thir- three minutes long. And they're, uh, you've married together uh, the experiences of healthcare workers and uh, isolated filmmakers. How did you decide how they, how they were going to be married together? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty unique collaboration, I will admit, Um the idea came about uh, last year during lockdown and um, I work um, for the University of Melbourne. I'm a filmmaker myself and I was working with an academic and healthcare worker at the university called Luke Birchall uh, on an app to support uh, frontline healthcare workers during COVID-19. And um, yeah, the, he originally came up with the idea because, um, you know, frontline workers are exposed to traumatic events regularly, COVID-19 being just one, but we sort of learned that there's few resources tailored to their needs because there's this sort of ongoing stigma, I guess, around the subject of mental health, especially in healthcare. So um, a research team at the university uh, used photo interviewing to sort of gain insights into healthcare workers' experiences um, and interviewed them and, and recorded those interviews. So I was listening to all of these stories, these really important stories from the front line of healthcare at the start of the pandemic, especially when, you know, they were feeling this real and impending sense of doom, this feeling of like, what's going to happen next, looking overseas, seeing what's happened in Italy and Spain and whatnot. Um, and meanwhile, I was also having conversations with uh, members of my filmmaking community who, you know, pretty much every freelance filmmaker I know within a week lost their job, you know, at the start of lockdown. Uh, at the start of the pandemic. And um, and so there was all these really important stories that need to be told and need to be heard, and yet all of our storytellers are locked at home and out of work. 
So that, I guess that's sort of the genesis of the idea and um, Luke and myself sort of uh, talked about it quite a bit and we thought, why not take this audio that we've got, these stories from healthcare workers, uh, and give it to um, a different filmmaker. So we, we commissioned eight different filmmakers uh, to, to take the audio and tell the story and tell the story visually using uh, within the restrictions that they were working to, which is, you know, kind of being locked in their home and... and uh, not being able to, act, you know, audition people and, and film actors, but maybe being able to film their uh, sister or, you know, partner or, or, or no one. So there was a real sort of challenge there, I guess, visually. Um, but what we've ended up with is, is eight really unique um, and really moving films, which uh, are very different uh, in terms of tone and style. And some of them, are, you know, we've got a comedy, we've got drama, documentary. And... Um, yeah, each of them are sort of, you know, tell a really important story. And I suppose the other thing to note is they're also really cinematic, um, which is, is, again, an unusual thing to come out of lockdown after, you know, so much Zoom. <laughs> so, so with the so, interviews, did you actually just decide which interviews would be given to which uh, filmmaker? Is that how that worked? That's right, yeah. So, of course, we um, gained consent from the healthcare worker to use the audio from the interview that they'd given to the research team at the university. And then we took that audio, so it was about 45 minutes, you know, of audio, and the filmmaker then cut down, um, you know, uh, that audio to about two or three minutes um, and uh, put visuals over the top of it. Yeah, yeah, okay, that that makes sense. And just before we do move on to that, uh, the uh, audio that was being collected, was that uh, uh, for archival uh, or for the app? It was for the app, yeah. So the research team were, um, in order to create this app and to, to really um, support frontline healthcare workers and their mental health, especially through COVID-19, uh, Luke and... Um, Vicky and the research team really wanted to um, speak directly to healthcare workers and interview them and find out what their experiences were. Um, so that's yeah, where that, how that came about. And then we we just sort of took that audio and um, used it in a more sort of I guess creative way. Um, Before we leave the app, how would that app work? What was how was it designed? That's very interesting to me. Yeah, so um, it was co-designed with healthcare workers. So that was one of the key sort of, I guess, um, you know, un- unique points of the app is that um, uh, Luke, who um, is the founder of the app and a healthcare worker himself, got a team of, of healthcare workers and basically got them to consult it at, at, you know, every step along the way of developing this app. Uh, and a lot of the app contains video content. Um, some of it's, you know, uh, more serious. It's, it's um, advice from, you know, Phoenix. Uh, um, experts who, who um, you know, look after sort of trauma-informed care. And so we had a series called Questions from the Frontline, which is healthcare workers sending in their questions and, and an expert sort of answering them. But then we also had a comedy series um, called A Second Opinion, which we created for the app. Um, that was hearing that uh, from healthcare workers directly that comedy was a really important coping mechanism. So all of the video content that came out of... Um, that was developed for the app really came from what we heard from healthcare workers and responded 
is one series and what we heard from healthcare workers is they want to hear from their peers. They want to hear how other people are coping with this tremendous stress and impending sense of doom and, and how they're switching off after work. So um, this series of videos respond as a way for healthcare workers to kind of share their experiences with each other. And one assumes it can, uh, like this is like a door, a portal, uh, mm. for the healthcare workers to, they do they get a membership to this and then they... Yeah, so at the moment it's just been rolled out as a, as a trial at um, Royal Melbourne Hospital. Okay. So they get the, the, um, the application and all of the content within it um, and there's a plan to roll it out to um, other hospitals in the future so that's just currently in the works. Oh, that's fascinating. And is this uh, being financed by independently or with Melbourne University? Is this, is this a project that they're, they're involving themselves with? Yeah, it's coming from a few different places. Um, the federal government actually um, were a big supporter. Um, and then there was also the University of Melbourne and Royal Melbourne Hospital also um, uh, are also supporting it. Um, I believe the Peter Doherty Institute as well. So Luke would be able to speak to. Yeah, yeah, no, um, that's right. So you're an executive. But- yeah, yeah, but you- yours is a component of this app, right? You're the executive exactly. producer of these eight uh, films, and one assumes that it could become a much bigger closet of clothing of films. Yeah, that's right. We'd love to make more in the future. So we really feel this is such a, an interesting way to get stories out into the community. Um, and so first of all, the, the films were developed for the community to share their experiences. But we really felt, you know, these, these, these stories need to be heard beyond the healthcare world. And so that's why we've, um, we've created, we've, we've we're going to screen them. We're going to screen them uh, as part of Melbourne Knowledge Week on a big screen. Um, and, you know, anyone is welcome to come along and, and to watch these films and hear these stories. Yeah, so you've made a collaboration with uh, the uh, State Library, in fact. Yeah, so um, that's one of the venues for Melbourne Knowledge Week this year, actually, and we're going to be the first um, first sort of uh, cab off the rank, if you like, um, in the State Library as a venue for Melbourne Knowledge Week. So uh, it's a it's called the Conversation Quarter and it's huge, actually. It seats 300 people and there's a massive screen. Um, and we're going to also um, we'll, we'll screen the, the eight short films, but we're going to have a discussion afterwards um, with some of the healthcare workers and filmmakers involved in creating these films. Um, and that will be hosted by Libby Gore. Um, and, you know, the conversation's really going to be around, you know, what the experience is like then, uh, what the experience of making these films together, this unique collaboration was like, and, you know, how, how where are they now? Um, and we also want to sort of encourage, I guess, the audience and anyone who attends to reflect on, you know, what's changed over the last year. Um, yeah. I just remind my listeners that uh, you're on 3CR on Showreel and we're talking to Michelle Joy about a series of films exploring the impact of COVID-19 on healthcare care workers and um it's and it, it's premiering they're premiering on the 27th of April during Melbourne Knowledge Week at the State Library of Victoria. Uh, but I was just interested uh Going from an app, which is small screen, generally speaking, you're going to now project them on big screen. Were, were there things that you had to, your filmmakers had to consider? Yeah, so um, look, 
Not really. We we kept the um, widescreen format for the app because, um, like I said earlier, these really are very cinematic films. We were very, very lucky with the filmmakers we were able to collaborate with and there's some really beautiful cinematic work. So we didn't want to make them cut their, you know, films down into a square for an app. So, um, yeah, of course, the files that we'll, we'll use to play on a big screen will be higher quality, but um, in terms of the aspect ratio and how you view the films, um, it'll be similar. Well, the uh, filmmakers, let's get down to the films themselves. I've watched all eight of them, and uh, it, they're quite varied, and their formats are very uh, varied as well. Mm. Yes, that's right. So, um, you know, it was really important for us. So it's also worth mentioning um, Naomi Mendoza, who's a creative producer on the project and was really a big part of um, curating the filmmakers for this um, series. And it was really important to get a wide range of voices, um, you know, and, and different perspectives. So, um, yeah, we, you know, um, diversity and inclusion was really important in the selection of filmmakers. Um, and We've got, um, I mean, I can tell you a little bit about each. Or yeah, go on. Uh, well, what I was going to say was uh, one of the things that's really interesting to me is that some of them are uh, impressionistic, while others mm-hmm. are animations, and some of them are, are uh, tied to um, uh, real-life experiences. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, they're quite different from each other, which is fascinating. Really different, and this is why you know we wanted to get this wide range of perspectives because it it is the healthcare workers' experience, but it's also um, you know there's a, there's a creative lens in which we see that through, uh, and that was a really important part of the project. And it's worth noting that the healthcare worker was really involved at every stage, and, and obviously signed off on the film, and and we're all we just got the most amazing comments from them, you know, talking about. Um, Essentially, a lot of a lot of the healthcare workers really talked about um, how important it was to have a different perspective over you know their experiences. And actually, some of them said, you know, I'm not I'm actually not doing that badly. You know, um, when I'm in the thick of it in the hospital, I feel like I'm sort of <clears throat> things are going. You know, things are, are really challenging. But when I sort of step back and look at my life through someone else's lens, um, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, well, it was interesting. Interesting to me that, like, there were a couple of different uh, aspects to it. Like, so for example, um, uh, Alice Stevens' film follows mm. the uh, thoughts of uh, a person called Eliza, who's a critical care nurse. And um, one of the take takeaways was this rather interesting insight into what it's like to be a critical care nurse, because it's mm. not just about how a person uh, survives uh, internally uh, so that they can continue to do this work, but we as a viewer get insights into what their work entails and them as human beings. That was That's what the takeaway, really. And she says uh, one of the reasons why she likes to do it is because... Um, it's making order out of chaos, which yeah. is a really fascinating way of uh, understanding why a person does this. I mean, during COVID, yeah. there's been a lot of hyperbole around there are heroes and all the rest of it. And yeah. and it might be noticed to noticeable to people who are listening to this program that despite the fact that there are heroes, they were at the same time having their wages and conditions limited, you know. Yeah. 
uh, at the same time. But one of the reasons why you've done this app is because it's about self-care, isn't it? It's about mental mm. state. And one of the yeah. films actually has the critical care worker talking about how she felt really emotional and frightened, really, at the beginning of the pandemic, even though we don't, we haven't had the same outcomes as in other countries. Uh, at the beginning, we weren't sure about that. And she was she took it uh, took a chance in saying clearly that even though she felt quite emotional about it, to express that emotion was considered to be a weakness in this sort of almost war-like situation that they're in when they're in emergency. Mm. But actually, it's a strength, and this is one of the things that doing a film like this has been all those interviews actually allowed her to do. Mm. Yeah, it's it's great that you picked up, especially on the you know the humans, not heroes kind of thing. Because you know a big part of the series is we really wanted to take people beyond you know just um, I guess what we were seeing uh, with healthcare workers sort of at the hospital, you know, talking about their experiences of like being on the front line. We wanted to sort of take it beyond that and really make it quite a personal glimpse. Um, at what's happening beyond the hospital doors. But one of the things that I, I learned through speaking with healthcare workers is um, they didn't always want to be praised as heroes. Um, one one anecdotal story which sort of sums this up well is, um, you know, there was a healthcare worker at the start of the pandemic who whose neighbours were kindly um, and generously leaving food at her door because, you know, they were sort of worried about her being in the hospital and whatnot. And she had to ask them to stop leaving food. And she said, I was so grateful about the thought, but she, it also just sort of made her feel like, you know, because I guess they're all sort of struggling with their day-to-day stuff like any of us as well. And then, you know, they're sort of expected to go in and, and pull these really long shifts, sometimes not being able to take off PPE, eat, drink, um, have breaks properly. Um, and so, yeah, it was sort of bringing the humanistic element to the forefront, I suppose, um, was important with the series of films. Well, one of the other things that I took out of it was that in that film... Um, uh, Bharath and v- Vera Pati's film. I probably yeah. haven't said that correctly, but uh, is that a person, a woman, or a man? Or uh, anyway, that filmmaker. Um, yep, he. So um, Bharath and Vidya Pati. Yep. Um, so he created he, he, he animated. Yeah, yeah, and and that was yeah. A, yeah. That animation was really interesting because one, it would it was a man that he was following, a, a person who was not. Who was in the involved in sort of a uh, administrative role, a medical administrative role that was maintaining uh, focus? And he was talking about how his life during COVID was the four walls of his office, and uh. and the isolation of that, and then his home life. But he said something really interesting. He said, uh, uh, "You can't ma- you can't change things on an individual level. You have to make adaptations to make it work for you." Um, which is really fascinating because it's uh, COVID. Uh, 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 the COVID experience is di- diametrically opposed to the sort of individualistic approach, and uh, more about adaptation to the s- situation you're in and working collectively. And that were, uh, obviously the person who stated that uh, working in a medical situation in lots of ways you are. Uh, placed as that individual work, applying your professional skills to get a result. So it's sort of individual, but it's mm. like an eye opener to a person in that uh, situation how uh, the human condition changes with 
something like a pandemic. I, I found that really insightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and that was it was a really interesting interview. Um, you're right, because he, he wasn't sort of, um, you know, in the emergency, for example. He was more in the office, um, you know, uh, changing um, the way things worked for the, for the community there at the Royal Melbourne Hospital um, in order to be able to adapt and change for COVID-19. So um, he was sort of looking at the bigger picture, but obviously being affected on, on a very personal level as well. Yeah, it's really fascinating. So it's a really fascinating collection of films. And I w- I'm also uh, interested in how you as, uh, you know, you've been working on this project. It, it obviously has... Uh, uh, really important aspects of uh, helping people who are medical practitioners on the front line, as it were, um, for self-help, because it has mm. some great... Uh, 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 there's a couple of uh, of the films that are about people who... and their, how they look after themselves, right? So, you know, and that's really yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, really helpful. Um, but also yeah. it helps everybody else as well. Mm. So I... And that app situation is already—it's out there. It's—it's it's got a support mechanism. But it, how you decided to collaborate with the state library uh, using um, the uh, Knowledge Week as a as a um, a way of doing that? How did that happen? Yeah, well, I guess once we developed this particular series of films, like I said, we we created a lot of films last year in, in very different ways because obviously we were very restricted, um, but specifically for this app, but um, this particular series, like I said, we felt like this series wanted to break away from being just in the app, you know, for a few reasons. The first, um, as I mentioned earlier, was, you know, originally it was about um, knowledge sharing and and healthcare workers being able to share with each other, um, you know, their experiences of being on the front line at that particular moment in time, but also how they, and a really important uh, part of it, is, as you mentioned earlier, is how they disconnect from work, how they cope with this intense stress and pressure and being able to share that with each other. But um, when these films came in and because of the really, you know, amazing filmmakers we were able to work with, they're so cinematic and they really are, um, they need to be seen by, we, re- we realised they needed a wider audience. So we, we felt um, pretty much straight away that we needed to screen these somewhere on a big screen to um, a wider audience outside of the healthcare community. And then it sort of timed in quite well with Melbourne Knowledge Week. Uh, the University of Melbourne often, um, you know, submit different events for Melbourne Knowledge Week. And um, we just thought, yeah, what a, that would be a great partner for us um, because it is more than just, you know, a series of films. It is a sort of knowledge share. Um, and it's going to be a discussion afterwards, you know, a really interesting one, which I'm excited about, between the healthcare workers and filmmakers and talking about this really unique collaboration but also the experience of last year. So, yeah, um, we decided to partner with Melbourne Knowledge Week and they've been amazing. So we'll we'll have the screening um, on the 27th of April at the State Library of Victoria uh, at 7pm, but we'll also have a booth after that point at the hub, the festival hub at the meat market, where the film, you'll be able to watch the films um, in a little booth. Uh, oh, if nice. You go and visit. So if you miss the big the big screen, which we're really sort of saying, hey, come and see, come and see them on the big screen, please, because um, these films deserve to be seen on a big screen. But if you can't make it, there's going to be another opportunity um, to see them at the, the meat market festival hub. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Of the Knowledge Week Festival. Yeah. Very, very, very clever. All right, so how do people get tickets? Do they just go online, state libraries online? Um, if you go to the Melbourne Knowledge Week website, they've actually just launched a, a brand new website. It's beautiful. So um, I would just Google Melbourne Knowledge Week and just go to their website. And then if you actually search in the uh, search bar respond, it'll come up with Respond World Premiere. And that's our event. Oh, fantastic. We've made them really affordable. So they're only um, $12 a ticket or if you're a healthcare worker or a concession, it's $8. So we want to make it really accessible for anyone to come. Um, along and all sorry I'll just mention as well that all profits uh, from the event will go to the Royal Melbourne Hospital Foundation who do some really good work in the community. Thanks very much for talking to me. No worries thanks for having me Annie. Free West Papua Free Free West Papua Free before the genocide, a celebration of West Papuan culture, history, and struggle. Launch party Saturday, 1st of May, 3 to 9 p.m. And exhibitions of archival photos from West Papua, pre-Indonesian occupation, cultural artifacts, and contemporary art by West Papuan artists. Lobe Wangai, Jeffrey Jikwa, and other members of West Papuan community here in Melbourne. Traditional West Papuan food from Joyce Kitchen and music from the Sego and Jill Kogoya. Join us for the opening night for food, music and dance at Basement Gallery, Collingwood Yards, 35 Johnston Street, Collingwood. Launch party Saturday, 1st of May, 3 to 9 p.m. Or few exhibitions Sunday, 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Collingwood Yards. Before the genocide, find us on Facebook. A 3CR supporter. Free West Papua Free. Free West Papua Free. And that's it for Showreel this week. Very nice to be back behind the panel live. Uh, we, we were speaking to Michelle Joy. She's uh, got a series of eight films exploring the impact of COVID-19 on healthcare workers that are going to be shown at Melbourne Knowledge Week on the... Uh, 27th at the State Library, 7pm, and it's going to have a, uh, a, a um, Q&A with uh, Libby Gore and uh, a selection of filmmakers and healthcare workers. You can get tickets at the uh, Knowledge Week website. And coming up next is Published or Not. <laughs>
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.